Hey, small business owners, thanks for tuning in. This is The Big Small Expert, a show for independent retailers that gives you tips and tricks on how to make your business stand out in a sea of big box retailers. I'm your host, the big small expert, Melissa Palermo, and I opened my first retail store almost 20 years ago, and since then, my passion for small business has continued to grow. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about impulse buying, kutching. So for more uh, business tips and tricks for your small business, subscribe to this podcast or head on over to thebigsmallexpert.com. All right, let's get into this episode. It's going to be great. So today we are talking about impulse buying, which is important in your store all year round, but especially at the holidays. Um, I personally love stocking stuffers. Um, my mom used to like just get me, like that was my Christmas presents, like just a box of stocking stuffers because I love those little impulsy things. They're so fun. Um, so chances are your customer is all about impulse buying too. However, they don't really know it. Um, there's a lot of psychology behind uh, shopping. Um, so we're going to dive into a little bit of that. I'm going to give you some tricks and tips um, on how to really amp up your impulse buying opportunities in your store. So let's get started. Um, impulse buying. What the heck actually is that? So really, it's items that your cust- that your customers purchase um, that they walked in your store not intending to buy. They 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 may have had certain things on their mind. So even at a grocery store, you go in, you need bread, eggs, and milk. You get it, you get up to the register, and you see, I don't know, your favorite candy bar. And maybe there's a deal. It's buy one, get one free, something like that. Bam, I'm just going to add that right on to the right into my cart and I'm going to grab those as well. So that is impulse buying. We all do it. Um, we're all susceptible to it. And um, <clears throat> it's great. So when it comes to a small business like yours, um, pricing is what customers find to be the most important thing. That is what will push them um, to make that purchase or encourage them to make that purchase. Now, when it comes to a larger store, it's big displays that really get the um, customer to impulse buy. So chances are you have a smaller store. This is uh, the big small expert. So focus on pricing. There are some different pricing levels. I've seen people say less than $19.99 or less. Um, some places are, you know, $9.99 or less, $4.99 or less. You know your customers. You know their, their buying threshold. So um, as we talk about the items that are great for uh, your impulse section, you want to make sure that you keep in mind what is the pricing that my customer will find affordable. Okay. Um, so I always say shopping is driven by emotion. It, it really, really is. Um, and so is impulse buying. So if a customer rolls into your store and maybe they are just having a lousy day and they are feeling low, um, they will, in their mind, sort of justify picking up something um, as a special treat, as a, as a pick-me-up. Or on the opposite, if they come in and they are having a great day and they're just, just living their best life, they might pick up an impulse item because they feel good 
and it's a way to celebrate. So I have been with people out shopping and they'll say, you know, I'm going to grab this. I deserve this. I work hard all the time. It's only $5. It's only $10. It's a special treat for me. Whatever. Um, But where are people going to find these impulse items? It's not just necessarily at the register. So we'll get there. Um, I got a little bit ahead of myself. Uh, Impulse buying is, there's three, there's three main reasons um, or things that push somebody to want to purchase something on an impulse. It could be value, which we've just talked about, and that is huge in small stores. Everybody loves a good deal. So just like the example I gave at the grocery store where it's buy one, get one free, or they're on sale today, or um, it's something uh, where there's some special really amazing deal. Maybe it's something that you have so much of you want to blow out, but it's a lower price point. Same thing. So value. Um, Urgency. We, I have FOMO, like hardcore. And for those of you that don't know what FOMO is, it's fear of missing out. Sort of a a new term in the vernacular. Um, People don't want to miss out on something, especially if it's a limited time deal. Um, So maybe uh, the deal is only today. Maybe it's only available this weekend. Or maybe this item that is here, this is a limited series. Once it's gone, it's gone. There's no getting it again. Um, A lot of um, manufacturers will do like these little collectible things, whether it's for video game property or it's um, for some other license. They're limited series. So once that series is done, all sold out, they'll move on to another series most likely, but that's it. You can never get it again. Um, The last thing that pushes people to buy on impulse is novelty. So um, people will look at impulse items as having a new experience. Oh, I've never seen this. Well, this is cool. I should try this out. Oh, what a great idea. Um, I know in the past, I remember purchasing a, it was a clip that would fit around your water bottle, like a disposable water bottle, and it also had a carabiner on it so you could clip it onto your belt loop. Um, Wow. I never knew I needed one. I never thought about needing one, but I was like, what amazing, that's good. That could change my life. I need to experience that. And it was like $2. Perfect. It just hit all of those boxes. So value, urgency, and novelty. Okay. All right. So let's get to the tips on how to merchandise your store um, thinking about impulse shopping. So number one, and this is sort of a no-brainer, but maybe you've forgotten about it, um, keep the items at eye level. And when I say that, remember who your target market is. Um, If you are a basketball shoe store, chances are that eye level is going to be a lot higher than if you are a toy store um, and you want kids to pick little things up. Put that way low. It's sort of like when you walk down the cereal aisle at the grocery store and all the kids' cereals are down low because they're going to be at their eye level and all the... uh, We'll call them healthy, 
you know, bran-based cereals are up high for the adults. Keep that in mind when you are merchandising. Um, the other thing you're going to want to do is you are going to want to place these items where your customers naturally congregate. So the cash wrap and the cash register area is the easiest place to do it because chances are most people are going to buy the things they came in for and they're going to stop at that register. And they're going to have a few seconds here and there to think um, while you're ringing them up, while they're paying, all of that stuff. It is prime real estate. So think about the price point, the items you're putting in there, how you're displaying them um, so that you are getting the most bang for your buck out of that square footage. Um, maybe people tend to always go towards, if you're a bookstore, the best sellers. That's where people tend to just migrate. And maybe that's just the, the direction and the flow of how your store works when people walk in. Um, it could also be the new seasonal items. Um, you get a lot of repeat customers who come seasonally and they want to see what's new and what's happening since the last time they've been there. So they are heading to that section that highlights it. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, and all right. So we talked, I keep talking about price, but price is huge in small businesses um, for the impulse section. So let's say you're a salon and you have a small boutique. And really, you just carry hair care products. Um, you carry, you know, higher end uh, styling tools. Hmm. Wow. What am I going to put right at my counter? How about trying travel size shampoos and conditioners and sprays and pomades and things like that? You'll have a lower price point. It also gives your customers the opportunity to try out um, a, a maybe a product they've never tried before or they thought about trying with very low risk um, because they're not going to get this giant bottle or giant jar, um, which then can, that can help you get future sales on that same product. Um, the other thing you can do is at your cash wrap, you can always do things that people can always use. Um, like, can you ever have too many pens or chapstick, batteries, things like that, where there's just really sort of always, you can almost always use it, okay? Um, it's practical, but there's always a need for it. Um, cross merchandising with complementary products. So this would be you are thinking about impulse buying not at your register. You're thinking about it actually out on your sales floor. So let's say you're a shoe store and you have a very popular leather shoe that sells really, really well. Well, how about putting right next to that a display with the, the leather care products, the shoe polishes, things like that excellent complimentary item that is an impulse buy because chances are they didn't come in for that um, and it really helps to um, bo boost that bottom line um, oh another good example of that would be uh, if you have like a popular candle scent or a popular candle line have your candle stick lighters right there that type of thing. Boxes of matches. Perfect um, to complement those. Uh, don't be afraid 
of carrying food and drink in your store. And one of the best examples I can think of is our local hardware store. Um, they have, I mean, they, they carry lots of stuff, but if you are going in there to get your lawnmower repaired, to buy a new saw, to get paint, to get uh, a new fitting for your toilet, they sell it all. They are a hardware store. Great. Um, they don't have a gift area. They don't have anything like that, although some hardware stores will do that. But they do have an impulse area of lower-priced items like gloves and things like that and a cooler of cold drinks and an area with some snacks, chips, some candy, things like that. Um don't be afraid to sell like bottled water, things like that, especially if, say, you're in a town um, that has a lot of people who are out and about walking around like a tourist town. It's another great impulse buy. And it doesn't mean that you are a, a food and drink <laughs> establishment at all. Um, candy's always a good one, especially if you have children or even adults who doesn't love candy and snacks. Um, drinks are great too, as I just said. Um, there was something else I was going to say about that. I was thinking while I was talking and then I forgot. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Food and drink. Don't be afraid to give that a word. Oh, I know what I was going to say. It doesn't mean that you have to go and say contact your local Pepsi distributor or Coke distributor. If you want to just give it a whirl, you know what you can do? You can get a small fridge um, and go and go to your warehouse store, Costco, Sam's, and get a case of something, a case of water, and sell those bottles of water, dollar a piece, whatever. You know your what pricing it should be, and give it a whirl. You don't have to go through all the rigmarole of dealing with a big soda company and getting deliveries and things like that. So a good way to start is just try it out, and you can do it pretty easily. Um, it's funny because I've seen several uh, convenience stores, especially the independently owned ones. They'll have some random items on their shelves. Cat food, um, laundry detergent, cold medicine, very sporadically. Um, and I know that quite a few of them will actually go to a store, a big box store, and purchase all of those items because it is a convenience that you're going to their store to grab these things so they will upcharge that more than they paid and that is a good way for them not to have to deal with a distributor with minimums um, and to really control what it is they're bringing in and I think it's a lot easier for them all right uh, another way to encourage impulse shopping is free up their hands I mean this is great for shopping just in general so especially for an independent store that's smaller um, you can go and you see somebody who has picked up maybe an item or two off the shelf they're still looking you can go up and say hey you know would you like me to hang on to that at the register for you um, or you can say, would you like a basket? Um, I mean, it's important that your customers see that you've cleaned your baskets and they're all ready to go and they're there for them when they walk in. However, a lot of times they don't necessarily think that they're going to get so many things. So give them a basket. And studies do show that, you're, um, that they will buy more impulsively 20% of the time. 
How great is that just by giving them a basket or just by holding their items up at the register and making it easy? Because when your arms are full, you're like, okay, I can't do this anymore. I, I got to be done. But if they're empty, you're like, oh, I can just grab this. I can just grab that. It is great. Um, it's great as a shopper and it's great as the retailer. Uh, last thing would be don't be afraid to open one of your impulse items up um, for display. So if it's a lotion, if it's a um, candle, even if it's not something that they can try, you want to have the proper signage that encourages them to sort of take it out for a spin. So even if it's a sweater or a scarf, you want to say, go ahead, feel how soft our cashmere scarves are. Go ahead, you know, and you have one there for them to, to feel. Um, you want them to try and experience the product as much as you can. That can help them make that impulsive decision to go and snag that item which is great. So impulse shopping is super duper important. Um, when I had my first retail store, which was a children's toy store, I made sure that when I designed the cash wrap, there were individual little pockets in the whole front of it on both sides. So it had, I can't remember how many, um, but they were plexiglass on the front and the whole thing then was made out of wood. But there were probably at least nine to 12 pockets on each side. So from little, little kids who are just sitting on the floor all the way up to toddlers and, you know, seven, 10, whatever, everybody wanted to dig through those and see what was in all of those little pockets. And everybody who came through that cash wrap was there. So if mom or dad is making a purchase, kid is grabbing and like enjoying it. Sometimes they'll say, hey, I'll get that too and put that up on the register. So um, being like planning ahead for impulse shopping, if you are doing a redesign, um, thinking about changing things up in your store, it is huge. And in fact, it should be its own category or department in your store, in your um, point of sale system, because it should be its own sort of I don't want to say section because we've talked about other places that impulse items should be, but it should be its own department, its own thing that you purchase specifically for. Um, impulse shopping can be a huge, huge benefit to both your customers and your bottom line. So, all right. Well, this one was a pretty, a pretty quick episode, but you know, impulse shopping's pretty quick. So thanks so much for tuning in and I will catch you again on our next episode of The Big Small Expert.